Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The drive is live, and, and we are live here at uh, 59 and Kirby. Twin Peaks, come on out and have a good time with the drive. This is one of our favorite spots. Uh, as, uh, the beer is, I think it's 29 degrees right now as I see it. 28 degrees over there. So get on out, have yourself it's a cold. good time. It's, it's cold. cold. You have one. It was cold, right? It yes. Went down. Yes. It, it, went it down was. Cold, uh, it was. It was tasting so good. I think I might have me another. Tyler, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I I knew it was at the top of the uh, the rundown. I was locked and loaded just in case Bajani didn't have that. That I was ready. You are listening to K I L T slash K I L T H D two in Odyssey State. I was ready to go, and he nailed it. I was ready to go. I was ready to go, Bajani. Bajani. Hey, listen. We come out here. We want to have fun with you. There are many people in here, but you can still get out here. But you might want to come quick, man. Last time I, when I pulled in, they were directing traffic uh, in, the, in, the, in the parking lot. So you might want to get out here soon. But listen, guys, we don't come empty-handed. Uh, you all, you all out there help make us the number one sports show and the number one sports uh, station in this city, the number one drive sports station in this city right here. And we don't come empty-handed. We want to hook you up. We've got four packs, four packs, four packs of tickets. Two two pair of tickets to see Luke Bryan March seventh. Two pair of tickets to see Whiskey Myers, which we'll have our guys' night out, not date night, but we'll have our guys' night out potentially at Whiskey Myers. Two tickets to see Nickelback, Tyler's favorite. Two tickets to see the Zach Brown Band and. Another one, Clint is going to be attending to close out, to close out rodeo, a pair of tickets to see Eric Church. So we got a pair of tickets to see Luke Bryant, a pair of tickets to see Whiskey Myers, a pair of tickets to see Nickelback, a pair of tickets to see Zach Brown Band, and a pair of tickets to see Eric Church. If you are in the building or wow, you're on the dude. way, it's a lot. That's a lot. All you got to do is sign your name and put it in the raffle box, and you will have a chance to win and let you know just sign your name just sign your name in here man and we'll we'll get your information even if you're not here when we call your name put your information now and we will find a way to get those tickets to you so come on out good luck this out. weekend boys good luck and good girls luck. Go. good luck this weekend How man y'all don't have too much fun in the city now had a real good time there come on they I play a little there. baseball down there they now did, man. I did. look I out had, now i had some uh i had some that's the Cajuns, yeah. Uh, yeah Louisiana hey. Lafayette. I had some really good uh, oysters uh, on the way to New Orleans. It's one of and, my uh, favorite cities on the planet. Really? Lafayette? Yep. Absolutely. How about that? Absolutely. Go. South Louisiana in general uh, is second to, to the Texas Hill Country for me, if I'm being completely honest. South Louisiana, the, the, the food, the people, the vibes, I, I just don't know how you can't greatly appreciate it. Uh, and Lafayette, I think, is one of those, if you don't like to hustle and bustle in New Orleans, um, Lafayette is one of those hidden gems, man. I, ab- I absolutely love it. I've had some great, great times 
in uh, in Lafayette, and they do play some damn good baseball in in, uh, in Lafayette, Louisiana. By the way, there you go. And uh, listen, we're back, and you know who else is back? Who's that? Harry chested, tanned Tyler T. Mill, Psycho T. Milner is back in the. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Boy, he hey, is in the he done went down to Mexico and perfected that thing a little bit, didn't yeah, he? He'd have thrown his back out with that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you can see, if you're on YouTube and Twitch, you can see he threw his back out. Shout out to our guy Josh out here trying to get us all liquored up. That's all right. Uh, but no, Tyler is back. Tyler, what do you say we hook somebody up with them Luke Bryan shake-your-ass tickets uh, coming up in this hour? What do you say we do that? I like that because I like to shake my ass, and I like Luke Bryan, so let's do it. Let's do it. 2 o'clock hour, we're going to hook somebody up uh, coming up in this hour. Tyler, you make a great point. They wouldn't shock me one bit to see you on the front row of a Luke Bryan concert <laughs> shaking your ass. Oh, it shaking was, all it, my it, ass that I got with me, man. Well, well Tyler would be competing. Hey. Tyler would be out there competing. Hey. Tailbone, all tailbone and flesh that you got back here, Bob. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, I need, I need to get an understanding. Tyler, I had 15 and a half daiquiris during the Vegas trip. 15 and a half. I had to tap out on one of the other ones. How many old fashions did you have? Because there, there was at one Oof. point you said eight plus on one night. We, we knew there were three beside the, uh, at, the, at the beach on the, uh, on the trip. And Tyler, Clint just was just beside himself over that thought. Yeah, that I was listening. On the bench in Mexico uh, with old fashions. How, how many? What would be the, the total number of old fashions you had? How many days were you there? I was there for Sunday through Thursday. It's so like four and a half days. Four and a half. So a, little, a, a day less than me and my 15 and a half daiquiris. Now, mine were big. I will say, I will say that. How many old fashions do you have? I, I I didn't keep an exact count, but, I, I mean, it was, it was easily 25 plus. Oh, God. Easily. I mean, I mean, what are we doing? No, you didn't. Yes. 25? That's not even all the tequila shots, my friend. No, I'm not just... You had 25 old fashions? At a minimum. That was the go-to the whole trip. Absolutely. Wow. All right. <laughs> I like whiskey, man. I like some whiskey. I thought he was going to say at a minimum 15 or 16. He said, he said 25. I mean, your liver has got to be screaming at you. Oh, it's said, angry. <laughs> And he came, and I, and he came to Twin Peaks. I had lunch with him. He had a beer here as well, a big tall boy. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I, I don't know if that's the first one that he had. So, good times <laughs> being had by Tyler Milner. Hey, I try, I try, man. I appreciate you asking. Boys, it was a great trip. To be young and no kids. How about that? To be young and no kids. Yeah, the, the the key here is to be able to go do that and then come come back and and have you a nice easy morning this morning before coming to work. I mean, I'm sure you had to get up and feed the dogs and let them out and all, but uh, the. the <laughs> The, the, the baby climbing up the, the, your left arm on the bed at 7 a.m. or prior to 7 a.m. after a week like that would have been awful. That, yeah, would, that would suck, yeah. yeah. You didn't have your kids crawling up on you, Tyler? I, I thought you would. I oh, they were. Would. They were all yeah. three in the bed with me this morning when I woke. It was glorious. They were giving me some cuddles. But uh, I'm glad to be back, boys. I'm glad to be back with you. Good. It's good to have you. We will be hooking, hooking you up, so stay tuned. In this hour, we'll be hooking you up. With some Luke Bryan tickets. Again, we got, we, we got you covered. A pair of Luke Bryan tickets, Whiskey Myers, uh, Nickelback, Zach Brown Band, and Eric Church coming up on the show today. Once again, we are live on the road here uh, at Twin Peaks 59 and Kirby. Come out and have a good time with us. Say what's up. And uh, if you're in the building to be eligible to win those tickets, all you got to do is come up right here to where we are, sign your name, put it in our raffle box, and you'll have a chance to win 
a pair of tickets. All right, Clint, the combine right now is the universe of the NFL. Before we hit um, uh, free agency and the draft, the combine right now is where we're learning on players. A lot of interviews happened the last couple of days, and now we're going to start seeing these cats uh, uh, out there doing these drills and and seeing what numbers they put up uh, coming up the rest of the week. And Clint, it was interesting talking to Will Kunkel yesterday of Fox 26, talking about where they potentially may go in the draft. What is the thought that they would do in the draft? And I said to Will, do you think that they would ever move up? You think Nick is looking at this and saying, all right, I want to move up to go get somebody I want to get. Will said, I don't think that anybody is potentially worth giving up extra things to go up to get that. I don't – I will say this. I, I love Will, and I've been enjoying our conversation with him. I disagree with him. I, I, I think that the Texans should be aggressive if they see a player that they like. Now, if that player is not there, and you don't need to go crazy. But I think they should be aggressive uh, looking at a player they like. It, what's your thoughts on that first before we explore that? Would you have an issue with them moving from 23, or do you think they should keep all their assets and keep rolling in? No, I wouldn't have an issue for a couple of reasons. I think, number one, as we said, I want them, I want them to shoot high on the, on the free, at the, in the free agent market. I want them to shoot high in the draft, number one. Number two, if you look at what Nick Casario's been, I don't give a damn what they did in New England or what they believed in New England. If you look at what Nick Casario has done here from a draft perspective, moving up is, 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 is not a rare move. For Nick Casario, he moved up to get Nico Collins. He moved up to get Juice Scruggs. He moved up to get Will Anderson. He moved up to get Tank Dale. Um, I mean, we, we can keep going on. I think there's a handful of other guys that he moved up to get as well. Moved so, up to get Garrett Wallace. There, well, you know, now, now we're now we're really getting <laughs> off in the weeds. Appreciate that, Josh. Now we're really getting off in the weeds. But but I mean, when you talk about some of the the the, the players that that are currently. Uh, either playing really, really well for the Texans or the expectations are through the roof. Nick moved up to get them. And so I, I, I think I think Nick and D'Amico – He's certainly not afraid. And, and, and look, and, and the most aggressive he's ever been has been with, with D'Amico. So I don't think that it's, it's, uh, it's out of the realm of possibility that he does move up. Um, now, I don't know that they, they ever get aggressive again as they did with Will Anderson. That, that, would be, uh, that, that would be fun as hell to cover if they did. Um, but but I, I do think – me personally, I, I think they, they are a couple of guys away from from taking that next step and being able to compete with Kansas City, Baltimore, Buffalo, all those top AFC teams. And if, if you can do that, obviously you can compete with anybody in the league. And so I do think they are a couple of star players away from competing. So I would love to see them get aggressive. Well, right Dirty, I, I, the reason why I would, I would like to see that, they're sitting at 23 and a lot of people, and I think Darryl, Daniel Jeremiah is one I've heard that say this, but a lot of people are looking at it and saying, like, we've got 15 to 17 guys that actually have first-round grades. Like, 15 to 17 guys that actually have first-round grades. And there are some positions right there, Clint, where you're like, hey, there may be low there, and we might want to go up and get a guy that if, it is, if it's only – 15, 16, 17 guys with first-round grades, we might want to go up and be aggressive to get one of those guys if they are there and it makes sense, right? Now, hell, I'm not saying, oh, hey, one of the 15 that has a first-round grade is J.J. McCarthy. So let's go up and get him, right? You don't need a quarterback, but I'm thinking about positions that make sense. 
right? Like defensive tackle, which I think you want to feel. Maybe maybe rush pass rusher uh, as an end or an edge rusher you might want to feel. Receiver, corner, uh, you know, those positions that you look at. So I, I think it would be it would be something that would make sense. And I want to get your thoughts of people. You can send it in. You know you can get with us on YouTube and Twitch. Hello. And uh, also there on uh, on the text line, 713-572-4610. If you were Nick or D'Amico, which I think it's a package deal, if you wanted to get aggressive to move up to go get somebody, you said, I want to go get one of these guys, who would that player or players be? Who would that be for you to go Ooh. up and get? I want to hear it. 713-572-4610. Those of you on YouTube and Twitch, jump in it. Because I'm going up. I got, I, I got somebody in mind. Well, I, I, look, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a guy that, that's probably not going to be a real popular one, but I think it's a real possibility. Uh, I'm going to go with Jared Verse out of Florida State. You've been on him. I you love like him, him, man. I, I loved him when he was at Florida State. And I'm not a big Florida State guy, but he's one of those D linemen. If you just watch a Florida State game, this guy, he's a game changer. He, and has the potential to be a game wrecker. Now, I don't know that, he, that he's that violent and that, that productive at the NFL level, but I, I do believe that he'd be a huge compliment to Will Anderson opposite opposite Will Anderson and I do think he he transitions first year. I think he plays he plays big time. Now, that would be that's a guy that I think would prob is probably going to be in reach. Now he had a hell of, he, apparently he had a hell of a combine. So he he may be one of the climbers in the draft and and he may climb himself out of reach for the Texans, but I think he's going to be a guy that that's going to be in that mid to late team that that could that could be a real possibility of the Texans moving up to get. It's a position of need. If you can get another rookie that you can plug in at the, at the edge rusher position that has heavy hands, that plays with great leverage, that, that, that will transition well, I, I, think, I think you can then spend your money internally. You can spend your money offensively in, in different places. So I, I like the Jared Verse possibility. This. Jared Verse, 6'4", 255, yep. something around that Florida State. Plays would a lot you, bigger than that. Plays a lot feel, bigger than that. Would you, if they were to go up and make that move to get him, would that make you feel comfortable walking away from Jonathan Grenard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that That would be – because we talked about if you're going to let Jonathan Grenard go, yeah. you've got you to gotta supplant somebody there. That, that would yeah. You would be comfortable yeah. doing that with Jared Verge. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think if you're going to let Jonathan Grenard go, it's got to be a guy that you know that transitions to the league and can start immediately. I mean, he is a – he he is a guy that that his game transition now is it is it a, a Will Anderson where he's a whole different player week sixteen than he was week one yes absolutely he would be that guy that from from day one I believe he starts in the NFL and is productive in the NFL may not be productive in the stat that everybody worries about which is sacks a lot like Will Anderson wasn't initially but when you talk about playing the run when you talk about playing the game with great energy when you talk about being violent all that yada 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 he's got that. And he plays a lot bigger than 6'4", He plays bigger than that. So, um, hell, I watched games this year where he bumped down inside over guards and was doing work. And so um, he plays a lot bigger than that. Now, a lot of people are, are wah, wah, wah on that one, right? Let me tell you what, what, what ain't going to happen but would really turn me on. Let me see. If these boys moved up and went and got Malik Neighbors or, Mar- or, or Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay, well now you now you're talking. Now you're talking Will Anderson. Three or four. Now you're talking. Uh, yeah. Now you're talking bigger the top than Will. Ten. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, so let's take all that. Let's set a. a Someone aside. just text in Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, after Ocho's nasty ass text, but somebody texted in Marvin, <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Look, I, I just I, I think 
I'm gonna be honest with you, man. We've had this conversation before. I, I just I think it is gonna be a long shot for the Texans to all of a sudden have this great run run attack. I think it is right at our fingertips for CJ for this to be a CJ Stroud pass happy offense. And if you're gonna do that, you better have multiple weapons. And if they were to make a move to go up and get a receiver, where, whoever that may be, hell, I don't care if it's the second kid out of LSU um, or uh, the, the kid out of Washington. I, I don't care. If, if they move up and get a receiver, that tells me they're fixing to live in 11 personnel and they're fixing to spin this thing all over the park, and, and, and I'd be here for that as well. Yeah, but, Rome is nice out of Washington. Yes. And his teammate, Brian, uh, I believe Johnst- Johnston, Brian, what's his worth? Brian Thomas, I think maybe. Thomas. Yeah, Brian Thomas, the receiver out of LSU. Um, I see some people rolling in. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. So Malik Neighbors or Brock Bowers? Like Brock Bowers, I have seen points where Brock Bowers is dropping, you know, out of the top ten. We'll see if that actually happens. I've seen that. Not sure if it will. But he would be one that that could be a, a I think, a more of a – fantasy dream scenario if everything went perfect because like to me if Brock Bowers is sitting there like he didn't dropped and you're sitting there at 12 or 13 that might be one you might you might start looking around thinking like mm, how like like what what would it take what would it take to yeah. go up there and, and, and get that so I see some people rolling in Brock, Brock Bowers on that all right coming up as we are live here I'm gonna give you mine on the other end because I got I got one spot on the other end uh, we'll talk about that. But we're live here. Uh, Twin Peaks 59 and Kirby, your chance in this hour to win a pair of tickets to see Luke Bryan coming up uh, at the rodeo. Your chance to win those tickets in this 2 o'clock hour. We got tickets that we're hooking you up with all day on the show. So stay tuned for that. But coming up, I'll give you my thoughts. And I know that you're not supposed to be concerned or worried about Spring training, pitching performances. <laughs> damn it, Frambert. <laughs> damn it, damn Framber. it Framber. Hold on, so I'll just say Framber had an outing that was eerily similar to a couple of playoff outings that he had today. And there's some extra, extra bonus news that really could probably make you pause and make you nervous. We'll discuss all of that coming up next right here live on The Drive. The drive is live. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live from Twin Peaks and Kirby and 59, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Come on. All right, welcome back in. As uh, We are here at Twin Peaks, and uh, they are certainly celebrating rodeo season. Uh, dressed to impress, cowboy hats. They are uh, they're ready to wrangle up something. Uh Something. I'm wearing assless straps today. You're not. I've seen you. Wait, Tyler. wait, wait, wait. wait I put them on. I put them on after you saw me. Wait, 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 wait. You're on wait. YouTube. No, and Twitch. Ron, no, Ron. He's not wearing assless. Stop, Ron. Is he, what's wrong with him? Rewind that. Tyler, they're chaps, bro. Assless chaps. 
I think you said assless straps. I'm not real sure what you got going on in <laughs> yeah. your world. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm not, what an assless strap is. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, it's, I'm the good, not, it's the good stuff. I'm just excited. I'm not that's real sure what went on in Mexico, but I'm pretty sure you just said assless strap. That's bro. what happens when you bang out 25 uh, old fashions uh, uh, yeah. in three and a half days. You learn what assless, assless straps. There yeah. it is. Like, not sure what hey, that is. Look here. I don't want to see you in, in assless chaps, much less straps now. I mean, I, I, I don't Tyler, I don't man. know what's going on here. But uh, uh, wow. Assless chaps is what I meant. My bad. Welcome to the drive. Segment number two on a, on a, on a Friday. Tyler. Woo! You are. Does anybody know what assless straps are? Tyler, you you are maybe the only person that gets in trouble more than I do, and you have, you have specifically been talked to about this, and you come right out again. My assless straps. First day in twenty. Well, just comments like that, and you're assless straps. I'm feeling a little revved up on a Friday, man. What can I say? Twenty seven minutes in. Swing. Okay, here it is. Glad that happened two thirty. Right. Hey, uh, you weren't here. Uh, Greg is our uh, our stat boy, and uh, Greg sent in a list. Man, uh, would you leave Greg alone? Well, he's sending a list of uh, of of my mistakes, and Greg, Greg done messed around and let him know that he that he that that stat boy that that uh, that yeah he didn't want to participate. That, I rubs, it, we that had, rubs him wrong, so Ron's gonna call you that. We, we had a, we had a fun deal. Like, all right, man, you wanted to sit in my mistakes. We're gonna do it at the end of the show. Well, Greg, you got more because I, I made mistakes, folks. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Now we ain't just giving away a measly two tickets to these. We give an eight to every last one of these shows. If you're in the building, please stop being a hard ass. If you're in the building, come up here, sign your name, and put it in the raffle box. Free. F-R-E-E. No cost. Lord knows I love free. You can get the same amount of tickets that I got to uh, <laughs> to Major Laser. You can get that Ron. I got eight tickets. You can get eight tickets. Right here. Here it is. We got four pack of tickets throughout the show coming up in this hour. We're not giving away you two. We're giving away four pack, four tickets to Luke Bryant. Not once, but twice. Two sets of four pack of tickets to Luke Bryant coming up in this hour. Eight tickets, eight total tickets to Whiskey Myers, eight total tickets to Nickelback, eight total tickets to Zach Brown Band, and eight total tickets to Eric Church. Hell, I, I didn't lost count, Greg. Count that up. I don't know how many tickets that is, but that sure is a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. I, a little multiplying, eight times five. Wow. Where, where, does, that, where does that land us? I just went Eight on. times five, is that land us at 40 or 45? What's that land us at? 40. 40. Just, there you I, go. I just went. At Arkansas Education, baby. I just went to risk. I'm sorry. I just went to rest, Taylor. So we got lost. Uh, but uh, no, man. So coming up in this hour, Old cowgirl got you, huh? Wow. Uh, coming up in this hour, uh, we got uh, we got you eight tickets right here for Luke Bryant. So we hooking you up again. All you got to do is sign your name, put it in the box. This box is sitting right here. All you got to do is sign your name, and we will hook you up. Uh, you could be the first one. Hey, you your flashlights on, boss. No, nah, flashlights on. Yeah, let that battery run down, man. That's on him. Um, <laughs> you can't put that. You can't put that sweatsuit on. Be clean as hell and go peacocking around Twin Peaks with your flashlight on. No, man, you can't. <laughs> Got to get All that right. right. Real quick, Clint, you were you were talking about who would you who would you be aggressive to trade up for? Yeah. And you said you said Jared Verse of Florida State. Uh, you got you said if you want to get real frisky and aggressive, you're talking about maybe going to get the top receivers in the in the class of uh, of Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. Third or fourth, third or fourth. And then, um, and then Malik Neighbors out of uh, out of LSU. For me, 
Like I take, I would take personally because I don't think they're going to go up to four. Right. I would personally take receiver off the board and corner off the board because okay. those seem to be heavy, heavy uh, amount of players in the top two or three rounds sure. with grades in this draft. So I would probably take those off the board, and I would look at areas that are needed. And, and Clint, it feels like there may be maybe two interior defensive linemen that are first-round mm-hmm. grades that may go in the first round. One of them Longhorns? Yeah, Byron Murphy would be the first one I would target that I think could be doable. You've seen him around 13 to 15 uh, in, in a lot of projected mock drafts. I would, I, would, I would look to get aggressive to move up to get him because – they're sparse when it comes to D tackles that you could feel yeah. comfortable putting in right now. And and he would be a guy that I think we were talking about his teammate sweat yesterday, and you were right, like three sixty six. Like that doesn't seem like the type doesn't of seem D like lineman. a Miko fit. Yeah, that didn't seem like the type of defensive lineman, but Byron Murphy is that. Byron Murphy body type wise is that the Big Twelve defensive player of the year. I think he could I, I think I would look to go up to get him. And then, as I said, I agree with the, the texture. If, if Brock Bowers is there, that's another position that is a position of need and a position that is not heavily strong in the draft. That would be one if he was in range that I would be aggressive to get. So those, those would be my two. I think Brock's more of a dream because I've seen Brock anywhere from 6 to, to, to you know 11 or 12. So – but but I I do think I do think um, my man uh, Byron Murphy would be one that I would go and attack. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be one bit mad at it, man. Yeah. I I think to your point, I, I think there's some there's pipe dreams up in that top ten, and then there's there's some reality. Like I, I it wouldn't shock me at all if Nick didn't move up into the late teens and 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 grab a D tackle or a D end. We've already heard the head coach D'Amico Ryan's talk about immediately following the season bulking up that defensive front. Um, clearly, neither of these two, D'Amico Rhines or Nick Casario, are opposed to moving up in the draft. Um, and in that in that range in the draft, there is some. It's highly likely that you're going to have a plug and play D tackle or a plug and play edge rusher that's going to be in reach of the Texans. So I, I don't I don't think it's a I don't think it's a stretch at all. Yeah. All right. As we're live here, uh, the uh, the Astros. Played another spring training game, and I'm sure our guy on uh, YouTube and Twitch has probably lost his mind because uh, they they started off this game three down three nothing. Uh, but I, I'm very, I'm probably about to join him here just a bit, Clint. Um, particular today, I, I I don't really give a rip about. Uh, actually, the Astros have come back; they're up ten six in this game right now. But uh, but I, but that doesn't even really matter. What, what matters to me that makes me a little nervous, Clint, is. I know you're not supposed to be concerned about veteran veteran starters uh, in spring training. Many times we hear, hell, I'm just working on stuff. We've heard Verlander say, yeah, I went out there and I was just working on my fastball, and I just threw fastballs the whole time I was out there. Clint, here's uh, Framber Valdez, who could be called upon to be your opening day starter with us being unknown about uh, Verlander and how quickly he'll be ready to go. Here's his line, Clint, today. Got four damn outs. Uh, four outs, an inning and a third, five hits, three runs, three earned, two strikeouts, one walk, and a homer, ERA 20.25. Oh, my God. Any concern today? 
Any, like, are, are, how do you take this? Are you taking this as, hey, man, this is just spring training. Framber maybe is working on stuff. I, or, 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 or do you take this a little bit more serious? There you go. Fill that out. Go ahead and get you some of them tickets. But I, you take this a little bit more. This, this, this hit a little different than maybe uh, other other pitchers in the rotation. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I don't know how it doesn't for for anybody. E- even the even the fan that that just poo poos on spring training any way you slice it. I, I, I don't know how it doesn't. At, at least I don't know how it's not on your radar. I mean, you're talking about a guy that the wheels came off late in the season last year. You're talking about a guy that when the wheels came off, it it, it shined the brightest in the playoffs, 0-3 in the playoffs, I believe, with an ERA north of 7, or was it 9? It was way up there. It was something. Um, I mean, you, you're talking about a, a guy that ended the season in terrible, terrible fashion. Uh, not to mention along the way, he, he looked to be a guy that was mentally weak, that had some issues mentally in terms of managing a game and handling his business. So um, I don't know how you can't look at his first outing in spring training. I think I read seven of nine batters reach, reach base safely. Um, I don't know how you, you can look at that and go, uh, we're all set. It's okay. No, no biggie. I got, look, I'm not, over, I'm not overly concerned. And he got four I, outs, Clint. He had one guy hit two, two hits against him. And yeah. it is four and it's four. Look, I'm not. I'm not overly Pissed concerned. Inning and a third. I'm not overly concerned. I'm. St- I'm still. I'm still thankful that he that he he took the extensions out. But I, I, I just. <laughs> I don't know how you can't be slightly worried about. Glenn, he gave up a leadoff. He gave a leadoff uh, opposite field homer. Is, is how he, how he kicked it off. Well, that was only that was only one of that. What happened the next six batters? Because they reached as well. <laughs> I mean, it. Look, it, it's. Uh, I think. I think because of the way that Fromber Valdez yeah. finished last season. What he does in spring training should be should be analyzed a little bit more critically than some of the other guys. And not to mention everybody else who's kicked this thing up that of Matt, of note. You know, Urquidy he, he goes two innings and no runs and gets out right. of there. Hunter Brown gives up two innings. The uh, the rookie he comes out and gives up two innings. Sure. Nothing else. <laughs> you just get bombed. Yeah. In your first outing with Yiner Diaz catching for the first time too, which is which is something to watch. So well, they did they they did make note that that he called his own pitches. Yeah, that's so a, that's so you get thing. get ready because this is I think the one thing that will stem from this, it's less about Framber Valdez and more about uh, Diaz replacing Maldonado and Maldonado's ability to call a game. And now you got guys like Framber and Christian Javier calling their own game or Diaz calling the game. So. There, there's going to be a big deal made about Maldonado not being here, and Frombert having to call his own plays, I mean, his own pitches, and not uh, not doing well. All right, come on up as uh, we'll be hooking people up with. Uh, we've got two four pack, eight tickets, two four pack of tickets to see Luke Bryan at the rodeo coming up. We'll be doing that in this hour. So if you're on the way or you're in the building, come fill your name out right here, sign it up, and put it in our raffle box, and you'll have a chance. To win. All right, man, we got to get into this, Clint, because I, I, I feel like many Texans fans are just accepting of one of the most important position groups on the field, just accepting of what they're going to be. And I think we need to talk a little bit more through that. We'll discuss that coming up next. Live from Twin Peaks and Kirby and 59, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back. Your last opportunity, your last opportunity, and through that break, I saw about I saw about fifteen people come through and uh, put their name in the raffle box. We've got 
two four-pack of tickets. That's eight, folks. Two four-pack of tickets to go see Luke Bryan. So if you're in the building or you're on your way, you've probably got roughly 17 minutes to uh, to fill your name out and get yourself in that raffle with a chance to win Luke Bryan tickets. Now, Luke, Luke Bryan's got a real, like, what I always referred to the Dallas Stars back in the day. With, with uh, I mean, even if you're not a big fan. Attractive white women? Yes. Attending his shows? And I would imagine in, in, in the beautiful city of Houston. Uh, uh, maybe uh, maybe, uh, maybe more, we, a little we, bit more eclectic, huh? We can broaden that, we can broaden that a bit, yes. She'd be there, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If she, if she will not be there, she's been there before. <laughs> yes. You better believe it. And she's, and she's probably got a mama that's been there before that ain't, ain't too shabby your damn sister, self. Little girl's night out right there. <laughs> there it is. That guy doesn't have a chance. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, come on out. We, you got about about uh, 16 minutes, 16 minutes before we start hooking folks up with Whiskey with Myers. There you go. Yeah, and, and when your name is in there, you get a chance uh, at all of the tickets, right? You get a chance uh, even to win up, uh, one of the eight Tickets to see Whiskey Myers. One of the eight tickets to see uh, the four pack to see uh, Nickelback. One of the uh, four packs, just uh, two pair of four packs to see Eric Church. So yeah, you, uh, yeah, your you, name is in there you, throughout. You drop throughout. your name in there. You got ten shots. And and as Clint would to continue to drop your name in. No, when someone wins. You don't have to keep uh, dropping your name in. And Clint watches that like a hawk. I do, I do, and it it. it uh, Pisses me off from time to time. <laughs> Clint, Clint steps I, up. Folks trying, hey, to, uh, folks trying to rig the damn, uh, the, the damn uh, raffle here. Do, do we have somebody that requests Whiskey Myers only? Is that what my man Yeah, yeah he, got, he, <laughs> he, he, he literally said Whiskey Myers, only ones I want. I said, <laughs> okay, well, if, we one, pull, if we pull his name for somebody else, we'll throw it back in there. until it, and, and once Whiskey Myers is gone, we'll toss his ticket. Uh, text line, um, uh, Framber Valdez looked exactly like he did the last time we saw him today. Mm. Uh, one uh, inning and a third, four outs, uh, three runs, three earned. Uh, gave up a home run to lead the game off, opposite field homer. Uh, and then that fella got another hit when he came back up to the plate again. Two strikeouts uh, and uh, a walk. Someone texted and said, y'all need to calm down. He'll be fine. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. I want a little bit of what you got. Look, I want a little I, no, bit of no, what you no, got, no, man. No, look, I, look, look. Let, let me tell you something, bud. Here's the deal, bud. The the the, the y'all calm down. He'll be fine. Had we started the show ranting and raving about how concerned we are about Framber Valdez, then then you would have every right under the sun to text in, call in, and say you two chill the hell out. You don't know what you're talking about. We waited until the third damn segment. No, we didn't. The second segment, and we were five minutes into that segment before we got cranking. And if Framber Valdez, if, if, if his wheels wouldn't have come off at the end of last year in, 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 the, the, in crunch time when it mattered the most, this, you're right. We all need to settle down and this wouldn't matter. But I don't know how any Astros fan in their right mind that cares enough to, to pay attention to what's going on in spring training, I don't know how anybody looks at, at, at Framber Valdez with this kind of outing, first rattle out of the box in spring training after what we last saw him uh, doing the playoffs and goes, ah, hell with it, man. No big deal. Ah, he's good. Nah, hey, we're good, man. No worries. <laughs> Ain't no worries at all. Everybody relax. No, I'm sorry, man. I hope you're right, he, though. They, I, bet they, I bet old boy sits in the mezzanine seats. I bet we got back-to-back. We need Snell. Trade his ass. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now, I don't want you to get that. That's a little deep. Yeah, I'm not going there, but, but I mean, yeah. I mean, there's – look, man, we got to start tightening some things up, man. Like I just, I just say, when, when Fran – 
when Framber had his first outing in spring training, you certainly drive, drive by drive by on McCullers. Damn it, Lance! When, when he came out and had his first outing, you certainly were ho- were not hoping to see first time him and Yiner Diaz together. Four outs, five hits, seven of the first eleven yeah. reach. Yeah, <laughs> all, all joking aside, Ron. Like I, I think there's something there with Framber. Obviously, I mean, look, you, at some point you'd like to see the guy right the ship, right? I mean. Um, at least start trending in the right direction, even if it's just for me as the fan, even if it's just for 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 my damn my stress level, right? But but there there is something to keep an eye on. Um, is is when when Diaz is catching, and you've got anybody other than Verlander on the bump. Anybody other than Verlander on the bump is is going to be young and was probably fairly dependent on Maldonado's calling calling pitches. His, his game management. Um, regardless of what you think about Maldonado, I, I, I think that is very, very accurate and fair to say is that the younger pitchers were probably uh, significantly more dependent on, on Maldonado. And so as we move forward, I do think watching Diaz, and even, even if you're not watching Diaz and you're not, even if you just listen to what, like they made it a point, they made it a point to say Fromber was calling his own pitches. Like whether it's a big deal or not, it's going to be made a big-ass deal if Fromber struggles, it's always going to be followed with what Fromber's calling his own pitches. If Christian Javier's, well, Christian Javier's calling his, his own, own pitches. pitches. It's going to come back to Diaz. So they've got to figure out. I'll, I'll argue that that is the with most. The, especially with everything people were saying about Maldonado yes. over the years. Yeah. Yes. Ron, I, I mean, we, Ron, we, we can, you, you can argue right now that, that the, the, the managing the game from the behind the plate is the, I think is probably the number one topic. Like re, I'm talking about real topic to say, Hey man, what does it look like? I don't know if it's going to be great. I don't know if it's going. To, I don't know what kind. Of I don't think many be. fans agree with it. I think many fans don't think that's a big deal. Well, I mean, you're, you're talking about. I know, a, I know you. I'm, but I'm just saying, I think many well, we're, fans. We're talking about a World Series because they didn't. They didn't think that what Maldonado did was that big of a. Well, I even think, if you don't think that's fine. If you don't you think I mean? it was that big of a deal, the okay. team did. The right. team and, and the fans thought differently of it. But but even even if you don't think it was oh, a, if, even if you don't think it was a big deal, it was a deal. Yeah, it like was. It, it was a veteran catcher that league wide is known for managing the game, playing defense, and now you've got a a young rookie essentially taking his place, and and the game management's going to be different. So you like you can't we can't just ignore that it is a deal. You can ignore the the significance of it. The well, value I agree of it, with maybe, you. I'm just but, telling but you. I don't think we, you can't. No, nobody nobody can sit there and go. Ah, uh, it's not. It, it's it's a it's a non factor. No, it's a factor. It's a it's a factor. Any way you slice it. Now, is it is it a topic? Is it a, is it a topic to talk about all day long? Maybe not. But but it, it's it's damn sure a topic that. Let me I, tell you what. I if, think it's if, much more concerning inside the walls of the Astros than sure, it, than it sure. is to, to fans. Sure. Uh, yeah. No. I, no. I agree. I, I, I'm I'm just telling you, Ron. If if we if we get midway through the season and these young pitchers are struggling. Mark my word, these young pitchers are struggling. It's going to be made a point to say, to 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 declare who's calling the game. Well, is it Diaz? Is it coming from the bench? Is it the pitcher? It's going to be made the point. That's it's going to be a topic all year long, any way you slice it with the Astros. All right, uh, let me let me talk about something that else is a, is a topic, and this is something I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about. I remember. 
the week after the Ravens game and the the Texans season ended, okay, you were hard pressed on saying the number one thing that that D'Amico's got to figure out is this offensive line, the physicality and the lack thereof of this offensive line. Yep. You know what I've been hearing ever since, and I've been thinking about this, is I feel like most Texans fans, and you can all tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like most Texans fans, I think, agree with you that the offensive line was a major issue and has to improve. But it feels like to me that most Texans fans are resigned to the fact that yeah, it's got to improve, but it's got to improve without adding anything of significance to it. Like I, I think most people are like, and which I understand, Titus is signed, Laramie is signed, you drafted Scruggs, you signed Shaq Mason. Like I feel like I've seen this. When people, when people first, like I don't agree with Mel Kuyper on the tackle thing at 23, but I think most people are like, oh, God, an offensive lineman. No, not another offensive lineman. I've been listening to Cody Sh- Cody Stutes, who's been really, really good on In the Loop from uh, from the Combine. But he was saying, no, they don't need to use any big priority in terms of resources on the draft, uh, big draft or high draft picks or in, uh, in free agency on offensive line. But if you believe the offensive line is the number one thing that D'Amico has to figure out, are you comfortable with the Texans moving forward next year without adding anything from outside? Or comfortable with them just rolling with what they have to try to improve things? Because one of the most (laughs) crazy things you said earlier this week off air was, somehow the door is still open for Kenyon Green. Mm, Somehow somehow, the door is is still open for Kenyon Green to take over because they haven't found anybody that 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 fills that void. Are you are you comfortable with the Texans not adding thing of adding anything of significance to the offensive line, even though you say that's the number one thing they got to improve? I, I I could live with it. I, I I could, and the only reason I say that, Ron, is because I I think there is, like, now I don't I don't know how possible it is or how likely it is, but there's so many ways to uh, address that issue. Like I, I've said from jump, you, you look at Laramie Tunsil, uh, and and you look at the O line coach. Um, it, it starts with those two guys, um, D'Amico and Bobby Slowick, talking about how close they are all year long. That's a problem. Um, I talked yesterday about the tight end position and the fullback position. You can upgrade there. So, I, look, I, I I wouldn't like it. I would prefer you sign a middle of the road veteran that's at least been a starter in the NFL at center or guard, and then you got juice at the other one. I, I would prefer that, um, but I, I think I would. I would pull the weight and see if they didn't. I, I wouldn't blow a gasket from jump. Yeah, I just, it's just weird. It, it like <laughs> for me, we're looking at it. That, you know, we've talked about it in, in many forms. They got sixty. They got sixty-seven and a half million dollars under the cap. They've got ish. They've, they've got money. They've got resources. They got draft picks. Like yeah. I think people would lose it if any of their premium draft picks, one, two, or even three, were to the offensive line. Or they went out yeah. and signed a big offensive lineman because of what they put out there. I, I don't know, man. If that's the biggest thing and you have aspirations to get to competing with the top of the AFC and the top of the league, it, it feels like that should, it, it potentially should be a conversation if it's the biggest thing that you think D'Amico's yeah. got to fix. But well, I feel like most people a, are just accepting of, well, it's got to come from inside. I, it's got to be Kenyon Green to, or to, Dieter. To, or, to clarify for me, 
it's it's a the my my concern and why I think it's number one priority is because I don't know how the hell you're gonna fix it. Right. To, but, to, to your point, is like I, I just don't know. And do you that not the guys, fix it with doing nothing? Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, you you adjust your way of thinking and your way of 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 coaching it. I mean, that's. I guess I I don't know exactly. Um, I I just wouldn't go berserk if they if they didn't sign somebody. I'd prefer they do. Again, a middle of the road, maybe don't even hit the radar type of guard or center. I could live with. Don't need a pro bowler, Um, but we'll see. All right, let's go. uh, A big three at three. If you're in the building, we're gonna hook somebody up. With uh, Luke Bryan tickets, we got two four packs. So if you uh, if you want to sign up, you got to do that right now because we'll be hooking somebody up, multiple people up in this hour coming up. Uh, we talked about Framber's outing, but we want to go in a little deeper about something new that he's doing and something new that his teammates are doing. That's coming up next right here live on the drive.